This is Painting on Glass, the Marcus Sozel podcast in English language. Listen to the stories and reflections of a singer-songwriter and author. Hold on, take me back. Hold on, take me back. It's like painting on glass. Leave a note on your door. Tell me what you're looking for. It's like painting on glass. This is episode 26 of Painting on Glass. Jeffrey. And Cassiopeia. Leave another sign for me to find behind, so I might be able to find you. Show it with a trace of a smile and the love. This might be something. Thank you for joining in again. I really appreciate you being here with me. Today's episode is going to be a little different again. This one is about a short story which I am going to read to you myself in the minutes to follow. It had been published in a collection of short stories with the title Cut Flowers in 2017. Well, this is one more example of my writing. I hope you'll enjoy it. But now... Let's go to the setting of the story. A balcony in an old part of a medium-sized city and a couple of friends who have met there. Jeffrey and Cassiopeia by Marcus Sosa. Man has always been in a fever when looking up to the starlit sky at nighttime. And early man believed the earth to be flat and to lie in the center of the universe with all the stars and planets circling around it. We today know that it's a globe, almost 8,000 miles in diameter, but although we've gotten wiser with every step we've taken in recent decades and years, the mood of wonder and fascination still remains the same when looking up on the clear night in summer or winter. It needs no reason, but brings rhyme. It's funny that a professional astronomer should necessarily be a good mathematician. And any amateur is advised that a certain amount of mathematical knowledge will be a tremendous help. Otherwise, only certain fields and observation will remain for the non-mathematician observer of the skies. I've never been much of a mathematician, except mathematics that everyday life requires. But I've never ever thought about numbers and equations when looking up to those faraway suns or planets into a light that might be gone forever, but is still on its way to be seen by us here on Earth at this 
very moment. Jeffrey just stepped right through the door of the living room to get out on the balcony. Ooh, it's gotten cold today. Yes, it has. Warm December and a cold beginning of January after a heavy storm yesterday. Thank God it's over and gone. I had to get rid of it, to get rid of listening to the screaming of the wind at nighttime. <laughs> Voices out of hell broke loose. Yes, they did. And he handed me over a bottle of beer. Oh, that's great, thanks. You're welcome. Let the girls be alone for a while. We'll be fine out here. Yeah. It's good you brought your warm jacket. It's so cold to be out here without one. And both men turned their faces to look upward to the brightly shining spots above their heads. Jeffrey was the first to fall into that magic mood of a starry night sky. Isn't that gorgeous? Look at that. And he had to sip on his bottle before he could go on. It's so hard to believe that we are alone in this. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I've never been alone while watching stars. There are so many stories. Stories? Why is that? You see that W up there? Where is it? Follow the Milky Way and you'll find it. Oh, I got it now. All right. That's a wonderful woman. Jeffrey looked a bit surprised and turned his face to see mine. Yeah, she is. Let me introduce her to you, Cassiopeia. Early man filled the night sky with stories to navigate among these distant lights, you know. Wow, and you know some? <laughs> yes, I do. Well, she's among the leading groups of the Northern Hemisphere. In ancient mythology, she was a proud princess. With a king? <laughs> Surely, yes. Cepheus was her husband. You might be familiar with the name of the daughter. Am I? It's Andromeda. Oh, isn't that a galaxy? <laughs> yes, it is. And she's not far away from her mother. But let's get back to the story. Cassiopeia was, as I mentioned earlier, a proud mother. And she was no wise mother because she claimed that her daughter was much more beautiful than all of the sea nymph and Nereids. Huh. And so she got in trouble with someone? Yes, she did. With Neptune, the sea god. He sent a monster to trouble the land of the king and queen. An oracle told him to chain their daughter to a rock as prey for the monster. And that's exactly what they did to get rid of that mean creature. And Andromeda died that way? No. She was saved by noble Perseus. That's a name I know too. <laughs> I'm sure you do. But that's just one of all the stories you might think about. In, in case you know him. Yes, in case you know him. That's right. Jeffrey suddenly shook his head in wonder again. Never heard about this story before. But it's a nice one. Want some more? And he held his bottle up high to ask. Splendid idea, I said. And he went back into the warm living room again. You could hear the laughter of the women inside. They both sat on a soft couch, talking about whatever matter they were up to.
images that travel with the speed of light, an illusion that is created out of stars of different distances and put together by accident or simply by chance in the eye of the spectator, fitted together by the human eye that is willing to reveal them. That's what those constellations are. And someday they will disappear with the same speed, with or without any spectator. The human mind gave them meaning and it gave them names. By naming them, they became real and something to observe. And I've always loved the names of the single stars that are part of the team, part of one constellation, I should better say. In case of Cassiopeia, they have wonderful names. Names? What names? Jeffrey was back out on the balcony again. He was holding two more bottles of beer in both of his hands. They do sound beautiful, such as Shidir, Chaf, Tsi, and Rakba, don't they? <laughs> I'm afraid they are far away from us. How far? Shidir is 150 light years away from us, and you would need 43 light years to travel to Rakba. It's the closest one to us. Holy shit, that really is far away. And he passed me one of his two bottles. Suddenly the door out to the balcony opened up again and Susan's face appeared. Both men turned around to her and waited to see what she had on her mind. What are you doing out here so long? It's really cold, boys. Jeffrey looked at me and waited for a few seconds before he answered the question of his wife. Chatting about Cassiopeia. About whom? <laughs> about Cassiopeia. Oh, you nasty boys. You're always talking about women. And she disappeared inside the warmth of the living room again. Both men remained standing out on the balcony without a word, not wondering about the chill of night with the bottles in their hands. Jeffrey nodded. Yes. <laughs> Just talking about women. Aren't we? Jeffrey and Cassiopeia by Marcus Sosel, taken from the book Cut Flowers and read by the author. You'll surely find more information on the official website www.marcus-sosel.com. Join in and be a part of it. And please, Leave a rating or review. It'll help others to find this show. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's wonderful. <laughs>